Welcome to the Men of Re-Recaps. This is all seven seasons of Game of Thrones, leading up to the eighth and final season. It starts way up in the north at Winterfell, Lord Annette Stark is in command. He's the one who says winter is coming. He's a nice family man. Rob Stark's his oldest, his daughter Sansa's pretty. Bran likes to climb things, Arya's a tomboy. This one doesn't matter. And Jon Snow is his bastard son, no one likes bastards. Down in the capital of King's Landing, the Hand of the King, the second in command, has just died. So Fat King Rob Baratheon rides up to his old buddy Ned Stark, and makes him the new Hand. The Queen is Cersei Lannister, the Lannisters are the richest family in the realm, and she is just the worst. She's got a twin brother Hymal Lannister who is a classic douchebag. That night Ned's wife Catelyn gets a letter from her sister saying that the, the Hand of the King was a murdered by the Lannisters. The Lannisters are certainly up to something, they're up to each other. Oh it's twincest. What? And to hide their secret home a pushes Bran out the window. Dick move. Bran survives. He's in a coma though, so everyone else is going down to King's Landing. Except for Jon Snow. They're sending him to join the Night's Watch, who guard the wall from the terrors beyond. Basically just wildling barbarians, but also maybe the White Walkers who can raise ice zombies. Don't worry about them though, that's just a myth. Before he goes Jon's like hey Pops who's my mum by the way? And he's like yo, it's way too early in the series for you to find that out. Now across the narrow sea is Daenerys Targaryen. The Targaryens ruled Westeros for hundreds of years, until the current King Rob Baratheon rebelled against their father the Mad King Aerys. Now Daenerys and her brother are in exile as the last two targets. In exchange for his help reconquering the realm, they're marrying Daenerys to Kudrogo, leader of the Dothraki. You're her Daenerys called Kaelassi, it's her title, he's the Kl she's the Kaelassi. As a wedding present she gets three dragon eggs. Now, her ancestors used to ride dragons, but they've been extinct for hundreds of years so these are just decorative. They definitely won't hatch. Back in Westeros Rob Baratheon is a drunken oaf of a king. So, it's up to Ned and the small council to hold things together. Master of coin is Pettibullish. They call him Littlefinger and he's a sleazeball who owns a bunch of brothels. And Varys is the master of Whisperers. He's basically the CIA. He is a eunuch though. No decor balls. But up in Winterfell an assassin comes to kill Bran. Turns out that assassin's dagger belonged to Tyrion Lannister. Tyrion is the third Lannister sibling. He is the dwarf. He loves beer. He loves boobs. And he also loves reading because he's very smart and witty. Kat runs into him on the road and is like arrest this man. We know Tyrion's innocent, but she takes him to stand trial at the Eyrie, where her sister lives, and her son is way too old to be breastfeeding. It's clearly a sham trial, so Tyrion demands trial by combat, and Bronn the sellsword agrees to fight for him, well because Tyrion's rich. Luckily Bronn is very good at killing so Tyrion's free to go. Bran wakes up, he doesn't remember anything about the fall though, and unfortunately he's paralyzed from the waist down so he's got to be carried around by this big guy Hodor, who like a Pokemon, can only say his own name. Sansa Stark is betrothed to the Crown Prince Joffrey, unfortunately at his best, Joffrey is an insufferable twat, and at his worst, well, He's a sadistic freak. Arya Stark before she left got a sword named Needle. Jon tells her to stick them with the pointy end which is pretty good advice. But she decides to get real sword lessons from her dancing master Sirio Forel. So Ned Stark starts investigating the death of the last hand of the king. He was checking out this blacksmith kid Gendry, who Ned Stark realizes is a bastard son of King Rob Baratheon. Ned realizes that every Baratheon in history has had dark black hair. How is Joffrey blonde? Twincest. Ned is merciful and gives Cersei a chance to free with her kids. But she's like I don't want your mercy. When you play the Game of Thrones you win or you die. And Ned never gets a chance to tell the king because he's wounded by a boar. He got too drunk out hunting. 
classic. So Cersei immediately puts Joffrey on the throne, Ned's like, Sorry kid, but you're not the real king. Littlefinger promised Ned that the City Watch would be on his side, but they start killing Stark men. Littlefinger betrayed him. I did warn you not to trust me. So up in the north Rob Stark calls the banners, the north is going to war. The Lannisters mobilize too. They're led by big bad daddy Tywin Lannister. He and Jaime split up their forces, but Rob Stark outsmarts them and takes Jaime prisoner. Now it's time for Ned Stark's trial. In order to save his family he confesses to his treason and admits Joffrey's the real king. The agreement was he'd be banished to the Night's Watch, but Joffrey's a wildcard. Bring me his head. Oh man, how's Ned Stark gonna get out of this one? He's the main character they can't just kill him, but they do. What? Ned Stark dead. Oh, first epic twist. But life goes on. Up at the wall, Jon Snow is graduating from Web Black School. He's made friends with this fat kid Sam and they've got a Frodo Sam thing going on. They find a couple rangers dead bodies, but they don't stay dead. They rise as ice zombies and attack. Luckily Jon played video games. He knows fire is super effective against ice and zombie. And the Night's Watch is like wow, if White Walkers are real, we're going to go out there and fight them. Across the sea Dean Ares is finding married life pretty rough, but they eventually fall in love and she gets pregnant. Her brother is a huge prick though and he's sick of waiting. He demands the crown Kildrogo promised him. So Kildrogo's like here's your crown. Molten gold on the face. Oh, he dead. Dean Ares makes friends with Sergera Mormont, an exiled knight from Westeros. At first he's spying on her in hopes of a pardon but he gets a huge crush on her and becomes fiercely loyal. Kudrogo is ready to do some conquering, but long story short, before he even starts he gets a cut that gets infected. This witch is like I can save him, but it's a sketchy blood magic ritual. Just then Danny goes into labor, and when she wakes up her baby's stillborn and Kudrogo's vegetable. She pillows her cool because that's no fit life for a cool, and she puts the dragon eggs on his funeral pyre, on a whim, walks into the flames. But she's right, she doesn't burn, and the dragon eggs patch. My girl K Lassie, mother of dragons. Season 2 follows the War of the Five Kings. King number 1 is Joffrey, King of the Dishes, on the Iron Throne. King number 2 is Rob Stark, his lords have named him King in the North, which they love to chant. Kings number 3 and 4 are the Baratheon brothers. Stannis is older so he's got the better claim, but Renly's more popular, and he's got the bigger army because he married Marguerite Tyrell of the powerful Tyrell House. She is super hot, but Trinley's more interested in where brother is. Stannis' only friend is Tavos Seaworth, the Onion Knight, a bluntly honest advisor who used to be a smuggler, and Melisandre, the Red Priestess, who says, For the night is dark, and full of terrors. She believes Stannis is the chosen one so she has sex with him, and then, gets pregnant immediately and gives birth to a shadow baby. It sneaks into Rinley's camp and assassinates him. What dark sorcery is this? So most of Rinley's army goes to Stannis, except the Tyrells who bail. And Catelyn Stark happened to be there because Rob had sent her to meet with Rinley. She escapes with Brienne of Tarth, Rinley's giant woman bodyguard, who now pledges herself to Catelyn because Yolo. King number 5 is late to the party. It's Balon Greyjoy, Lord of the Iron Islands, who's just decided to call himself King now. He's the father of Theon Greyjoy who's been around since season 1. His whole life he's been a hostage at Winterfell since his father's last rebellion, but Ned Stark treated him like one of his own sons. He grew up like a brother to Rob. Theon's like, hey dad, let's join with my friend Rob and fight the Lannisters. But Balon Greyjoy does what he wants, he's gonna go attack the North. So Theon's got a difficult choice, the family that raised him, or his a-hole real dad. And he chooses his real dad. So with all the Northern troops gone, Theon takes Winterfell no problem. Bran and his brother escape for a minute, but they're caught. And to teach them a lesson, 
Theon kills them. What? Oh Theon, you done messed up. When Rob sends some Northmen to retake Winterfell, Theon's men immediately turn in him cause they don't respect him. And turns out Bran survived. Theon never actually found him, he burned some random peasants instead. Sansa Stark is a hostage in King's Landing, still engaged to Joffrey but he loves tormenting her. Arya Stark escapes the city but she's caught by the Lannisters, but luckily no one recognizes her. She makes friends with Master Assassin. Jagnir. She saved him from a fire so he'll kill any three people she wants. She wastes her first two, but then trades her third for his help escaping the castle. He's like hey girl, you ever wanna be a master assassin like me? Give this coin to a man. From Bra Avos and say the password, Valimorgulus, which means all men must die. But now it's Stannis the Manus, coming to take King's Landing. With most of their army fighting the north, the Lannisters are way outnumbered here. But Tyrion's got a trick up his sleeve. It's wildfire. Oh, blows up half of Stannis' fleet. But Stannis survives and he's still got plenty of army. Things are looking grim, but then Lannister reinforcements come. It's Big Bad Daddy Tywin. Abandoned the northern campaign to save the city. The Tyrells join their side too now in exchange for Joffrey marrying Margaery. Stannis is like well that was a pretty big setback, but I'm the chosen one. I'm still gonna be king. Yes I am. Dean Ares meanwhile has dragons, but they're still babies so they don't do much. She makes it to a city called Karth gets kidnapped by warlocks. But, her dragons can breath enough fire to burn a warlock. Don't mess with Kaelassi. North of the wall, Jon Snow's with the Night's Watch. They fight some wildlings, one of whom is a hot redhead. Jon loves redhead so he can't kill her. Her name is Ygritte and her tagline is you know nothing. Jon Snow. The wildlings end up capturing him, and this other Night's Watchman is like, hey if you kill me they'll accept you as one of their own and you can go undercover in the Wildling army. Meanwhile the rest of the Night's Watch are attacked by an anorexic Santa Claus. It's a White Walker and he's leading an army of ice zombies. The Night's Watch barely survives and make it back to Craster's keep for shelter. Craster is a D-bag Wildling who's got a bunch of daughters that are also his wives. Sam gets a huge crush on one of them named Gilly, who just gives birth to a son. And when a Night's Watch mutiny breaks out they escape but a white walker comes cause they're attracted to the scent of baby. Normal weapons do not work against these things, but Sam found a bunch of dragon glass daggers, tries that. Oh, it's super effective. Good to know. Down in King's Landing Tywin Lannisters running the show. Marguerite's engaged to Joffrey now instead of Sansa, and she can handle him just fine. But now that Sansa's single they make Tyrion Lannister marry her. It's awkward for everyone, but he's a nice guy. He doesn't consummate it, especially because he's got a hot horn named Shae that he's fallen in love with. His brother Hymal Lannister has been a prisoner of Robb Stark this whole time. By the way they call him the Kingslayer because he's the one who killed Mad King Aerys Targaryen. Thing is though he was on the Kingsguard, so that's a big no number. But Catelyn Stark lets him go. She sends Brienne to take him to King's Landing as a hostage exchange for her daughters. They're recaptured though, and long story short they cut off Hymal Lannister's hand. Aerys picked up by some Robin Hood wannabe bees, the Brotherhood without banners. They also pick up the Hound, Santa Clegane. He was Joffrey's bodyguard and he's a mean scary guy with a burned face, but he's secretly a softie. Long story short he kidnaps Arya, but it's not bad. He's gonna take her to her family for ransom. They have a fun dynamic. She's like hey, no killing. And he's like, I am programmed to obey John Connor, must not kill. Rob Stark's been busy with war. He meets a hot nurse chick one day and they amputate a foot together which turns him on, they fall in love. But that's a problem because in season 1, 
to cross this bridge. He promised to marry one of old Walter Frey's ugly daughters. He decides screw it. I'll marry for love. What's the worst that could happen? He offers his uncle Ed Mutali to marry in his place. And turns out the girl's super hot dash your loss Rob. They have a real nice wedding. Until someone requests the Lannister theme song. Wait what's this? Oh no. Stabbed in the baby. Rob Stark shot with crossbows. Oh. The Freys are killing all the Stark men. It's the Red Wedding. Walder Frey's revenge. One of Rob's lords Roose Bolton was in on it too. The Lannisters send their regards. Yes. Rob Stark is all the way dead. So is Catelyn. In the show. And it was all set up by Tywin Lannister. Life goes on though. Beyond the wall. Jon Snow undercover with the Wildling army. He and Grit start doing it when they find a sexy Jacuzzi cave. But when she finds out he's an undercover cop she shoots him. It was just a love prick though. He'll be fine. Dean Ares got herself a boat. She stops at the slave city of Estepatu by an army called the Unsullied. She trades the dragon for the army. Then it's like okay army, I free you. Kill the masters. What? That's not allowed. But apparently it is. Then she's like Drac Ares and the dragons breathing fire. She takes what she wants with fire and blood. Now she's got dragons and an army. In King's Landing Joffrey marries Marguerite, and he's real happy, because he's basically won the War of the Five Kings. But then he starts choking, and oh, someone poisoned him. Yeah, serves him right. Unfortunately Tyrion looks really guilty, but the real murderer was Littlefinger. He was Xanzu away and explains it was him and Grandma Tyrell, who didn't want Marguerite marrying such a little monster. The new king is Joffrey's little brother Tommen, who is a real nice kid, and easy to control. So Tyrion is on trial, and everyone who's ever been on the show says he's really guilty, including his horse Oh, the betrayal. Realizing he's not gonna get a fair trial, he falls back to what saved him last time. I demand a trial by combat. Cersei is fine with this, because her champion is the Mountain. Gregor Clegane. He is a monster of a man. Incidentally the Hound's older brother, and the one that burnt his face. Jaime can't fight for his brother with one hand, he still sucks with his left. And Bronn won't fight for him this time because Cersei paid him not to. It's like sorry friend, good luck. But Oberon Martel, the Red Viper, is in town. He's out for vengeance against the man who murdered his sister and her children, which happens to be the Mountain. So during their fight he goes all in a go Montoya. You raped her, you murdered her, you killed her children, and... Oh, Oberyn wins, for about 5 seconds, until the mountain knocks him off his feet, and crushes his head in. Oh, oh god, Sotarian is sentenced to death. His brother Jaime breaks him out though, and Tryon takes a detour to his father's room, where he finds Shay in his dad's bed. Oh, the betrayal. Tyrion strangles her. Then he pays a visit to his pops on the pooper. Tywin is still mean to him, even now. Sotarian shoots him with a crossbow, gangster style. Now Jaime swore to trade himself for Sansa Stark, but now her mom's dead and Sansa's missing. So he sends Brian to go try to uphold the vow. She goes to find Sansa and takes Tyrion's old squire Pordrak Payne. She doesn't find Sansa, but she does find Arya Stark, who's traveling with the Hound. Since all her family was killed he's got no one to ransom her to. So they're just wandering around. They have a bar fight over some chickens, and Arya pivots from no killing to yes, all the killing. Brian and the Hound both want to protect her, but they don't trust each other so they end up fighting, and Brian punches him off a mountain. Seems like he's gonna die, so Arya finds a ship to Bra Avos. Bra Avos, I got the quest item for that. The coin Jake gave me, and the password Valor More Gillies. Well, that works. So she's off on a ship. Where is Sansa? Littlefinger took her to the Vale. That's her breastfeeding aunt's castle. And whereas Littlefinger always loved Catelyn, 
Her sister always loved Littlefinger, and she reveals an epic secret, the letter she sent to Cat at the beginning of the series, claiming that the Lannisters murdered the Hand of the King. It was her and Littlefinger who killed him and blamed it on the Lannisters. Yes, Peter Bullish incited the whole conflict of the series, because he thrives on chaos. Chaos is a ladder, but Littlefinger never liked this sister, he always loved Cat, so he throws her out the moon door. Whoa, but now his crush on Catelyn is transferring to her daughter Sansa. She's like, whoa dude, you're too old, and that's a little creepy. But she stays friends with him for now as he basically takes control of the Vale. Now ever since his fall, Bran Stark has been having dreams about a three-eyed raven. So he ditches the little brother that doesn't matter, and long story short goes to Super Tree Beyond the Wall. It's guarded by skeletons. So Bran uses his new warg powers to warg inside of Hodor's body and do some skeleton bashing. Inside he finds the three-eyed Ravon, Tree Gandalf, who's gonna teach him three magic. Up at the wall Jon Snow has to defend against the wildling army, including giants and mammoths. It's an epic battle, and soon he's face to face with Grit. But she won't kill him, but someone else will shoot her. No, really. Come on. She dies in Jon Snow's arms and it's so sad. The Night's Watch gets some reinforcements from Stannis the Manus. He got the letter asking for help, and he's like, Well I lost in the south, may as well go north. Daenerys conquers her next city, Marine, and frees all the slaves dash. No mercy for the masters though. She could sail to Westeros, but she realizes if she bails they're just gonna start slaving again. So she decides to stay and rule. She starts banging her hot cell sword captain, Dario in Ahori's. Sploosh. Jura's still in love with her, but he's been friend-zoned. And when she finds out Jura used to spy on her, he's banished from the friend-zone. And all zones, the whole city in fact. Now with big bad daddy Tywin Lannister dead, Cersei's running the show again. Until Tommen marries Marguerite, and with sex, she can control the king. The two queens vie for power, so Cersei appoints a fanatical new High Septon. Tells him that Larus Tyrell is gay, so he's under arrest, and so is Marguerite by association. Cersei's feeling pretty good about herself, until she realizes her cousin Lance Lannister is one of them. They banged a few times. She has a type, so she's thrown in prison too. They make her do a naked walk of shame through the streets, where they ring the bell and chant shame at her. But when she gets back, she has a huge new bodyguard. The mountain was dying after the trial by combat, but Cersei's mad scientist friend Kyburn does some freaky Frankenstein stuff, and brings him back to life. Ish. Tyrion makes it across the sea Varys is gonna go join Team Dean Ares. He wants Tyrion to come, but he's kidnapped by Jura Mormont, hoping to get himself unbanished. They get kidnapped by Slavers and have to fight in the Colosseum, where Jura stops an assassination attempt. The Sons of the Harpy are trying to take their city back. They are all surrounded, but then, Drogon flies in, a dragon, burning all of them. Dean Ares jumps on his back and flies away. She's flying on a dragon, epic. He drops her off in the wilderness though, and she doesn't have enough gym badges to make it fly her back. Now after the Red Wedding, the traitorous Bolton took the north, with his dusted son Ramsay Snow. Ramsay's got his surprise, it's a Theon Greyjoy. Ramsay's the one who captured him and he loves torture. Spent a whole season torturing Theon, even cut off his dick. Sorry Theon, and now he's named him Rick. And Theon is a shell of a human being. Littlefinger somehow convinces Sansa to marry this guy, because he's just playing all sides at all times. But no one knew Ramsay was a monster, and she's basically kept as a prisoner. Stannis the Manus hasn't given up, he's going to conquer the realm from the top down. But when his army is totally snowed in, Melisandre is like hey, we need a sacrifice of king's blood. They've done this before with Gendry, the old king's bastard. They leech some blood out and sacrifice it to the Lord of Light. But Devos sent him away before they decided it'd be more effective to burn the whole thing. They do have some more king's blood around though, 
Stannis' daughter Shireen. Stannis loves his daughter, but he has a duty to the realm, so he lets Melisandre burn her. No, Stannis, why? I revoke your title of the Manus. The sacrifice works though. The snows melt, but his whole army deserts him, cause they don't want to follow a guy who burns his daughter. Stannis may have the Lord of Light on his side, but he doesn't have any cavalry left, so he's defeated for good. The Night's Watch is electing a new Lord Commander. Sam's like, hey John's the main character, we should vote for him. He goes to the new wildling leader, the funny ginger Tormund Giantsman. It's like, hey we should be brothers to fight against the White Walkers. He sails to Hardome to recruit more wildlings, but winter is coming. It's a zombie attack. It's an epic battle, killing zombies. But then a white walker shows up. Normal weapons still won't work, but John grabs Longclaw, Valerian Steel. Boom. Blocks it. And then Slash. Explodes him. As they're escaping they see Albino Darth Maul. He's the Night King, the white walker leader, and he raises everyone they just killed to join his undead army. So Winter just came all over the place. John brings the surviving wildlings through the wall. But some of the Night's Watch think this is an act of treason, so they Julius Caesar him for the watch, and Jon Snow is bleeding out. I mean, I know they killed Ned Stark in season 1, but Jon Snow's like the main main character now. They can't actually kill him, right? But it cuts to black, so Jon Snow is dead. Melisandre is hanging around the wall. She's got the best boobs in the show by the way, unless she takes off her magic necklace and is a million years old. What? But turns out Jon's only mostly dead, so she's able to miracle max him. And boom Jon Snow, resurrected with fire magic. He's like look, I've spent five seasons up here in the cold, I think I've earned a beach vacation. But just then Sansa shows up. She and Theon escaped from Winterfell last season, met up with Brian, who Tormund has a huge crush on, so watch out for that plotline. Ramsay Snow killed his dad and took over, and he's captured their youngest brother, who doesn't matter. So it's the Battle of the Bastards dash Jon Snow versus Ramsay Snow. Ramsay starts out by shooting the youngest Stark. Turns out he really never mattered. And then it's time for a battle scene dash the best one yet. It's super epic. The good guys are way outnumbered though. And just when all hope seems lost, Sansa shows up with Littlefinger. And the Knights of the Vale ride in and win. The Northern Lords meet and it's like hey, Jon Snow, King in the North, King in the North, yeah. They really love chanting that. Now Arya Stark made it to Bra Avos, meets up with her friend Jaden, and joins the Faceless Men Assassin Guild, so named because they can change their faces. Long story short she trains to become a master assassin, but she screws up her first mission by killing the wrong person, then screws up the second one by befriending her mark. She decides she'd rather go home and kill the people she wants to kill, starting with Lord Walderfrey of the Red Wedding. She slits his throat and then uses his identity to poison all the rest of the Freys. Whoa, Arya's kinda scary now. Bran Stark's been hanging in a tree with the three-eyed Ravon, learning how to trip out on tree roots and have spirit quests of the past. He sees his father, a young Ned Stark, during Robert's rebellion against the Mad King Aerys Targaryen. The Prince Rhaegar Targaryen kidnapped his sister Lyanna Stark and has her hidden in the tower. They have an epic fight. Then, what's in the tower? It's too big a reveal. We don't find out yet. Then the White Walkers show up and kill the Three-Eyed Raven. Bran and Co escape, but the zombies are hot on their tail. So it's like Hodor, hold the door. But because Bran's mind is still in the past, he manages to walk Hodor in the past, gives him a seizure. He starts yelling hold the door, hold the door, which devolves into Hodor. And it's like oh, I broke Hodor's brain as part of a time travel paradox. Whoops. But Hodor holds that door like a champ. Down in King's Landing, Margaery is still a prisoner of the faith. The High Septon agrees to let her go, if she announces the murder of church and state. Tommen's like I have no idea what's going on, I'm just trying to get laid again. Cersei's walk of shame was just her bail, 
She still needs to come face trial, but with her big new bodyguard, no one can make her go anywhere. In fact, underneath the sept is a buttload of leftover wildfire. Boom it explodes, blows up the whole sept, all of Cersei's enemies, and a bunch of the city, in one shot. Yes Cersei, you a bad girl. Margaery was in there too. So when Tommen sees that, he's like hold on Marguerite, I'm coming. I hope there's sex in the afterlife. Cersei's daughter Missella is also dead, poisoned as revenge for Oberyn as part of the whole Dawn plot. So with no living children, Cersei just crowns herself queen on the Iron Throne. Daenerys gets herself captured by some Dothraki, but she gathers all the Karls together. It's like remember season 1 how I'm immune to fire? Oh, burns all the Karls, walks out unharmed looking hot and naked. All the Dothraki are like yeah, we're gonna follow her. While she's been gone, Darien's running Marine. He's pretty good at it. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. But the Slavers try to reconquer the city, so when Daenerys gets back, she unleashes all three dragons. They make an example of this ship in particular, because she commandeers the rest. And after six seasons of waiting, Daenerys is sailing for Westeros. She lands at Dragonstone, the ancestral seat of House Targaryen. Now Sam Tarly has gone to college to become a master. He sees in a book that Dragonstone has a huge deposit of dragon glass, the stuff that kills White Walkers. So Jon Snow goes to meet with Daenerys Targaryen. Main characters at opposite ends of the plot have finally connected. Daenerys has a long list of titles. The Mother of Dragons, the Breaker of Chains, the UN Burned. Jon's recruited DeVos as his hype man, and he just says, This is Jon Snow. He's a right proper lad. Jon's like, Hey Danny, you wanna come help me fight the White Walkers? She's like, I don't know what that is, so I'm going to ignore it. Cersei is now Queen of all seven kingdoms, but in name only, because the Tyrells and Dawn have sided with Daenerys. Cersei finds a new ally, it's Euron Greyjoy, the rockstar pirate. He's Balon's younger brother and decides that Balon has lived long enough. The Iron Islands hold a king's moot to elect a new leader. Theon's sister Yara seems like a good choice. Theon's over there too to support her. But Euron walks in and basically pulls the trump. So they elect him to make the Iron Islands great again. So Theon and Yara stole some ships and joined Daenerys. But Euron crashes into them and goes into full beast mode. He captures Yara, and Theon is still not recovered from being weak. So he bails. He survives though. So Euron returns triumphant. Hey Cersei, got you a present, sploosh. She even agrees to marry him after the war, but twin cyst is still happening by the way. In fact, Cersei claims to be pregnant, what? Well another incest baby, congrats I guess. Now Tyrion has a plan to capture Casterly Rock, the seat of Lannister power. By the way, Daenerys unsullied Captain Grey Worm has a romance with her advisor Miss Andi, which is good because there's been a severe lack of boobs in recent seasons. We might even see some dick. Except that all the Unsullied are eunuchs. It's okay though, they work it though. 